0: I just said to him, you can't have a festival marriage, this is it. Okay. And then I was like, so we need to get married, innit? Oh my God! I walked into my relationship quite naively. I'll be
1: honest, this is again, a similar with my parents, it's a difference in culture. And I said this to my mum, At the time, I wasn't born, so I couldn't say it then, but I say
0: now. (laughs) at the time, I was like, this is it. I've already opened the dialogue with my parents. I'm getting married now. Yeah, no, no, now
1: now you have no option. (laughs)
0: Definitely.
1: You've already gone through this stress. I didn't just, after one experience, just be like, yeah, this is too too much now. I need to just go in and, Mm. like, get distracted through another relationship or another whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sit with this and, boy, like, Mm -hmm. feel it. Time is money, so spend yours listening to me talk about things that are important to me and my people. That's Time is money! <laughs> Welcome to series three of Myers Minutes. I'm joined with the incredible Heba. Do you want Heba or oh, Heba? Wherever you want. Know? Heba, I'm
0: going to call you you <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay, I'm going to call you Heba.
1: <laughs> the host of Growing Up Brit Ish, yes. which some of you listeners actually probably know me from. Because I got a flurry of followers and engagement and stuff after coming on your podcast, which which was amazing. amazing. Yeah. So after doing that podcast, even from before, if I'm honest, I really wanted to sit and chop it up with you about so many things. Mm. But what I like and respect and intrigues me about you Mm. is whilst you're very open on your podcast, you don't up until recently go into much about yourself. Mm. and I know obviously that's your way of guarding and keeping your private life private which I completely respect Mm. but I always look at women as a way of for you to be doing what you're doing or speaking how you're speaking, you've gone through some things.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Y- you've y- done been gone through something. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so yeah.
1: I've always wanted to know what has happened to make you have the perspectives you have, which mm. I really resonate with and I really appreciate. And i wanted to find out a bit. So when we were talking about doing this series, originally I was coming from an angle of you know the fact that your son is from a dual background of yours and your previous partners, mm-hmm. but then you were actually like, mm, actually, I think it might be more more interesting or more relevant to speak about my journey through motherhood my first marriage my divorce yeah. my second marriage the fact that I've, i'm in a blended family now and i was just like i didn't go there because i don't think you'd want to go to that depth because like i say you keep your private life private but when you started saying that i was like yes let's <laughs> go yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah i'm so excited for you to be here and i'm really, really grateful i'm and... honored to
0: be here the third season yeah series. yeah Sorry. literally i know do you know what's interesting like you said that i'm quite private i like to be more delicate of how I approach things mm. but because it's not my time to shine yeah I feel like if I start I already have opinions right and to have an opinion all the time on my podcast or to unpack on my podcast alone yeah then it's like I'm not allowing the guests to speak exactly so sometimes I have to sort of allow them to and then sort of hold back what I want to say yeah because it's not my time. That really comes through your guests on your podcast. And obviously, if anyone's not checked a podcast
1: out yet, you should. Growing Up British, available everywhere you listen podcasts, I believe. Literally. Yeah. yeah. And on YouTube as well. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I totally noticed that. And that's what, what stood out to me. Because when a guest on your podcast is speaking, you're very much coming back with life experience gems. Mm. And I was just always like, how does she know that? Like, she must have. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, we're about to find out. So... Can you tell me a little bit about your journey from when you were younger into like your first relationship,
0: which I'm assuming was like the father of your child? I mean... Or not, okay. (laughs) My bad. So I grew up, growing up in a Muslim household. Um, My parents were first generation here. Mm -hmm. How old were they when they came? Or were you you born here? I was born here. We were all born here by my brother. Okay. So they came in late 70s, early 80s. Okay. Mm -hmm. Quite recent, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm. so by by default, they were kind of afraid of, like, mixing and integrating, mm-hmm. and they found the community naturally, so they met. Like, my mum's from Sudan, my dad's mm-hmm. from Egypt. Was there so, a
1: Sudanese and Egyptian community in
0: London at the time? I think there were. There was, definitely. But then other North Africans found each other, and it just mm. became like her. You speak Arabic, you speak Arabic, oh my God, shop. Family, that. yeah. That's <laughs> it, that's it. Like, we connect, we vibe. Mm. So I grew up in a household where, like, there was a constant conflict between trying to find a balance between culture faith Mm. and trying not to let western values take her out over me yeah or take over us so there's a lot of like no you can't do this no you Mm. can't do that no it's like very scared nose like upon reflection my parents were very afraid for us to lose our way Mm because they've seen like horror stories it's like you know she's come from egypt and got pregnant at the age of 16 by some so-and-so and and now lives in some... Who she met at school. And whatever. Like, like nonsense. So it's like, to them, they had all these horror stories and they're like, not my child. But they didn't know how to communicate really well. Yeah, I mean, that's not uncommon
1: is it let's be honest no. that's, that's literally every single immigrant story yeah, yeah you say how fear mongered yeah yeah definitely and it's funny actually because after she listened to our podcast she was in thailand at the time so i was like come on i need a time difference on that laugh. literally <laughs> and she was just like yeah i've listened but i think we need to have a conversation and i was like oh, oh i know and she's like because i didn't say that you shouldn't have sex ever i didn't i didn't mean it to come on i was like yeah but maybe you should think back to what you said because well, the that's thing definitely is, what you
0: said the very interesting thing about parenting is We don't know what to say and do. Mm. And I think it takes a lot of trial and error. And sometimes our parents don't even recognise they said certain things or behaved in a certain manner. And it's because in their heads, they're just like, the reality is we're freestyling. This is
1: it. And also, we're constantly think that the mark of a very good parent is someone who's constantly evolving yeah. and w- my mum for example is I can see you're obviously in that same category and the reason she's like I didn't say that is because who she is now would never say something like that do you know yeah. what I mean? She would yeah. never just be that dismissive and like this is what you do, do as I say, not all of that so that's why it's so hard for her to reconcile how she was then and, and how she is now Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I can I can recognise that with my, my dad, my dad is quite angry and then with time he became this gentle man mm. and we tell him what he used to do like no, no 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 and I'm like okay denial <laughs> and you even <laughs> say it, like all the time about how
1: he was with your son and how different completely different uh, completely yeah. different but yeah
0: so basically I grew up in that kind of household so you just learn to live a double life so as a person who's born and raised here mixed or other cultures so mm-hmm. the minute you go to school mm-hmm. you're exposed mm-hmm. anywhere you go you're exposed mm-hmm. what area were you in shepherd's bush okay, Freedom, okay so quite diverse quite, very diverse okay fine yeah, yeah, yeah. i think that's
1: always a big help as well um for on my previous podcast said this in britain there's the fact that we're all different races mm. but then there's a united thing that we're all immigrants Correct. and that goes above color do you but, know what but I mean? that's
0: what we felt whereas our parents oh no yeah Definitely. They didn't see that. They just said it. They saw it as, okay, they're minorities, but they're different than us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's not because they've got to know them and found out. It's everyone, all those. All that generation, whether you were black, Asian, or Arab, mm. you didn't necessarily mix with each other, Mm-mm. especially as that first generation. Yeah. Second, third, fourth, different. Yeah. But so, unfortunately, they didn't know anything about each other, but they had their own stereotypes of each other, mm-hmm. and they're sort of like, hi, and bye, and that's it. Yeah. So, yeah, so we end up having to have a double life. So we were mixing with different cultures we saw the beauty of the fact that, Mm -hmm. oh my God, we're all all minorities. (laughs) And then I had like a token white friend growing up. Like it wasn't like a case where it was the other way around. We were just normal and mixed. So for me, like I tell my parents, yeah, I'm going to so-and-so's house to work. But I'd be, like, going to a cinema or going somewhere. Like, my parents were so strict. Really? Like, I wasn't allowed to sleep over at anyone's house. I wasn't so yeah, to do of those things.
1: Sleepover is a mad thing, though, let's be honest. But the...
0: Now as an adult, yeah. I'm like, hey. Oh, <laughs> but as a child, you're like, but oh, I mom, can't why? I, go. I know. The fun has to stop. Literally. <laughs> but, um, yes, it was interesting. I lived a double life, but I didn't go crazy with it. Did you have...
1: You're the third in, your fa- in terms of your brother and sisters. So were your elder two leading you and keeping you a bit
0: nah no nah, uh, well. they were they were separate lives so they lived their own different thing my brother was doing the most my sister was doing her own most like they went through phases of typical teenager stuff right. whereas for me I was just a stubborn hard-headed person who just had a lot to say okay but I'd fight like I'd really fight on my parents like trying to like win them over mm. but I'd still want their approval mm. so I wouldn't go and do much behind their back I see. besides like little like tiny little kiddie things you know what I mean like I think the worst thing I did was bunk off school, and even that I failed at it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay, I got
1: cool. <laughs> it's interesting that whole approval thing because I remember once I, I um, left an assembly, mm. which is as far as I own, and literally I was so like, I, I felt like I'd committed like a mad crime. That's and it. all my fear is they could call my parents. That's all I care about. That's what Until that's then, it doesn't matter. But if they call your parents, and then some girls were like calling their parents ahead of the school calling them just to be like by the way they're gonna call you so when they do like, yeah that's not gonna run on. I could never this is
0: that's oh. how bunking didn't work for me so all my friends their family were working so the school we all like had to go to doctors at different mm. times and then my mum they called her to confirm and my mum's such a prideful woman so she's mm. like they're like oh your, your, your daughter's got a doctor's appointment and she's like yes she does and you can I speak to my daughter and she's like come home right now I'm like ah damn <laughs> guys it's game over we can't go out today no at least where were you so, planning on going something stupid like go and grab some food okay like, it was never that deep All i didn't right, drink yeah, i didn't do yeah. nothing so okay cool it's pretty
1: boring but so fast forward now to meeting your first husband yeah how old were you what was i was
0: it? i was 19 okay fine i was 19 and a bit naive you know, you're nineteen. You think you're grown as hell. Oh boy, I people always say
1: this to me, and I remember being nineteen, and everything about my life was grown. I was working, I was doing, yeah, yeah, my, yeah. but I didn't think I knew everything because every time I looked around at other people my age, mm-hmm. they were not doing the right thing <laughs> so i was like surely there must be something in me that may not know everything yet because i look at my peers and we definitely don't know anything yet Do you so know what
0: I, mean? I feel you but i think because i was going like, i was going to uni i was working like you said i was like, i was doing radio already i was doing like pirate radio from the age of like 16 mm. so to me i'm like i'm a grown girl okay. like i'm good yeah and i met him he moved to me in sainsbury's oh wow and like, i was going oh he's fine this is where That's it That's it And I'm just like Okay So I remember He's like talking to me I'm like oh my god Why my hands are sweating And then It's like okay I really like this guy But then I realised like He's black I mean I did realise that Immediately <laughs> <laughs> No 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 But then I realised like Now As an adult Was I really In love with someone Or was I in lust with someone I was just about to say that Yeah Okay And I think very much so very quickly i've i was in heavy lust of this guy mm. and he kind of said all the right things he was more into me than i was into him mm-hmm. and i was just i remember my mom saying to me the person that you should marry is the person who loves you more than you love him because mm. a man's love fluctuates compared to a woman oh my god not realizing that he's spitting bars <laughs> but yeah so for me one of the things that i guess was a red flag that i ignored as women, we turn everything into amber and green. Let's try; we can change him. that like he never had a relationship before me? How old was he? He was seven years older than me. Right. Okay. But it was just one of those things where he's. A, I felt like I can never marry someone my age.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you Obviously, think that's another cultural thing as well that's been passed
0: down? Yeah, like never marry a guy your age or younger mm-hmm. because it. They're not be mature. Not just that. Then you think men are so much more like less mature than you growing Mm. up so i need an age gap and Mm -hmm. to be fair maybe his iq was low but like we leveled up easy (laughs) the whole time but it could be just the fact that i'm quite mature for my or i was mature for my age and he was a normal 26 year old or whatever Mm -hmm. so how did you go from sainsbury's to marriage there's a few things firstly i was like all right cool this guy really likes me Mm. Like, I've been moved to like, loads of times. Mm-hmm. I've gotten to know guys, dated guys. But so PG, like, mm. no this sex is what I mean, marriage. This is all what I'm exactly. I knew that was going to... When I said that this, is like, your first proper relationship, yeah, yeah, it yeah. would have 100% The most, like, oh, my God, he kissed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was it. But with him, it was just like, yeah, this is... I don't know why, but I just felt <laughs> like he was the one. Wow. And then... I just said to him, we can't have a sex marriage. This yeah, is it. Okay. And then I was like, so we need to get married, innit? Oh my God. And I remember me, I'm the type of girl that we say or with chest. I'm like, listen, just to let you know if you kiss me, we're going out. Mm. I don't just kiss any guy. Like, yeah. I came with that, that energy. Yeah. yeah. Whereas nowadays, if you do that, they're like, go relax, I haven't kiss 10 girls before you. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, literally. Can I just ask, sorry
1: to interject, no, sorry. that perspective, obviously I know 100% religious, the whole yeah, yeah, virginity, yeah. not before marriage, that kind of stuff. But, how do you feel about that now as an adult in terms of not again of a religious perspective but the whole not kissing someone until unless you're going out experiencing things with a person until it's actually serious like where do you stand on that now
0: Okay so I understand so people always forget why certain things are forbidden in faith mm-hmm. it's not just to piss you off it's yeah. not just there to to just put a barrier up for the sake of there's a lot of wisdom behind things mm-hmm. so we know a lot of people struggle to stay in relationship because of toxic energy because mm-hmm. of like baggage they've, they've brought in from one relationship after the next after the next So I understand why you shouldn't expose yourself to people mm-hmm. sexually emotionally like don't make like yourself so vulnerable that you're broken so many times mm-hmm. So for me, I approve and I agree with it but I know realistically I can't expect my children to walk around with no experience in life mm-hmm. but I'm gonna make sure I equip them with the knowledge and understanding. Why you should reserve your energy, why you should be choosy, why you shouldn't just put yourself out there. Mm. Why this isn't like experience character building, because actually it's going to break you over time. Because I've seen it. There's so many people struggling to stay in relationships and it's because they were active from a young age or, you know, they've been cheated on because you weren't really in real relationships. This is it. I 100% agree. So I understand why it's forbidden. It's because when it comes to finally finding that person... We can't be vulnerable. Mm. We can't be nice to each other. We can't just trust. It's constant, well, this person screwed me over. I saw what happened with so-and-so. And And we're comparing notes to our trauma. And it's just like, where's the benefit to it? So if I can hold my child down from having a lot of experience in that sense, yeah. Because I think you can still build... And be exposed without physically putting yourself out there. And I think the reason as
1: well that the message is warped is because, especially from a a faith perspective, like you said on, I think it was our podcast or something, I listened to all your podcasts, um, (laughs) (laughs) that in Islam, it's supposed to be men and women who refrain until marriage. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, we see it happening more with women. So it seems like women are oppressed and they have to hold it down and not do this and not experience whatever
0: whilst men can be out living their best life. Or well, they have to live a double life and act like they're virgins. Exactly. And it's because a man can like boast about it amongst the boys and they'll be like, yeah, check you out and smudge you. Mm. Obviously, there are men who hold each other accountable and all that stuff. But the reality is when you're 16, 17, 18, up to the age of 20-something you're living your best life that's it and that's mm.
1: another aspect as why women because I remember for me as a, as a younger woman that was exactly something for me where I was like oh, I haven't had much experience and I don't want to be with someone who's had lows because now I've, mm. he's got like more power than me or superior in a certain way like that and again it's hard because then you're entering in from a completely different perspective maybe with less of that emotional mm. or energy exchange trauma or whatever you however you see it and he isn't or vice versa and it's, yeah. it's hard it's, yeah, it's, it's hard, hard to, to- navigate
0: yeah and I feel like I walked into my relationship quite naively mm-hmm. because I was just like oh my god he's the one he's like really nice of his mom he had a daughter that he never really saw Wow. that was a red flag to me but then I just he kept on saying oh but it's because I'm trying to but the mother is making it really hard and then I started building that relationship like, I was just wow. like well if I'm gonna get married to you then I'm like this is real talk like mm. I'm gonna make sure this that is you family, have a relationship yeah. with your daughter mm. because it makes me slightly concerned. How would we I have be a- with our kids? And he's like, if I had a chance, I'll be a very present father. Mm. But she doesn't allow me. But then when I started paying attention, like, what are you really doing? Mm. Like, you're letting your emotions always dictate how you feel. But again, I'm like, but once you get married, everything's going to change and you're going to see what love looks like and, you know, what a male role model looks like because you've had no father. Okay. I'm
1: so happy you brought up marriage because I wanted to speak about what your perception of marriage was growing up
0: and how it might be different now and share mine. To me, the way I saw it is marriage for me was a freedom pass. Right. So for me, it was not I'm going to get married to anybody. Hell no. Yeah. Like, according to me, no way. But. (laughs) I can't travel without getting married. Like, mm-hmm. when, oh, when you get married, you can do that. Or when mm-hmm. you, da, da, da. there's a lot of things I couldn't do. I couldn't have sex. Couldn't go out late at night. Live outside your parents' house. And basically, yeah, you mm-hmm. couldn't move out. And mm-hmm. I moved out for like uni for six months. My mum disowned me. Mm. <laughs> she's like, I don't have a daughter. And then when I moved back, she's like, What do you want to eat? And I'm just <laughs> like, no, this is messed up. So yeah, to me, it was like I knew it was companionship. I saw my parents' love, and it was very beautiful. But for my focus at the time is I need to get married so I can breathe. Wow. And that's then so real. they weren't definitely going to
1: be a clip I post on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: cool, but they weren't horrible parents. No, no, just, this is just, just standard. You this just is felt it. So trapped. So again,
1: uh, when I speak about these things, I can only call on my mum's experience because that's mm. the most um, similar to and yeah relevant. She always says that for her it was marriage, and she didn't want to do or education. So mm-hmm. that's why she went hard on the education. Okay. Because had she not... Arranged marriage, 18, done. And her okay. dad would even say, 18, marry. Like, that was yeah. his, if he was nasty, that's yeah. what he was going to say. Yeah. Because he was just like, yeah, that will teach you kind of thing. So she didn't see marriage, she actually saw marriage as prison,
0: almost. Interesting. Whereas and for me, it's like, I yeah, like,
1: yeah, you were like, as soon as I've done that, I'm good. Yeah, like, I
0: just thought, we're going to go to university and then get married. That's just part of our thing. And my parents never force marriage on us. They never tried to make arranged marriage or anything like oh. that. They'll suggest someone. They'll be like, oh, there's a son. I'm like, move, man i don't need these introduced. but i mean i'm very pro arranged marriage if there's forced marriage and arranged marriage yep. if i if i want to hook you up with someone mm. let's just say you were single mm. that's pretty much an arranged exactly. situation honestly i've like got like a lot of friends in arranged situations now who are actually like
1: <laughs> from ethnic backgrounds and at the time when they were younger they were like keep that away from me i'm not doing that from all their parents and now they're like that would not be a bad shout <laughs>
0: because because <laughs> if you recommend someone to me That means you know me well enough, you rate my character, you rate this person too, so you're the trustable, like, source in the middle. Mm -hmm. So in that point of view, 100%. But sometimes people just throw out, like, they send out, like, CVs of people, and I'm just like, nah, it's not going to run here. So yeah, so for me, I think, I understood what marriage was, but there was a massive crack in my lens of just not... Focusing on the love and the respect part But really focusing on the freedom Mm. And that's when I compromise On a lot of things Okay, So for me, marriage was never
1: Encouraged Which is crazy, because I came from a home With married parents, but it was as if Both of them really Mm. Did marriage as a formality My mum, because of her background Already she's not going for an Asian man She's gone for a Trinidadian man, which is Horrendous So she at least of um, like according how she was you, really. exactly <laughs> yeah. according to the culture. Mm. So to make it a little bit more all right, she's at least got sure. to marry the youth so that it is all right. Do you know what I'm saying? But she always says, had she not been Asian or Punjabi, she would never have married because she just d- did not want to. And she still feel that way about marriage. Yeah, I don't think she feels that way about m- companionship, but mm. marriage she does feels is a bit. There's no need. Like she because I think mm. how it was. Like I said. Her perception was it was like hell. So now that she knows that there's no reason she has to do that. But yeah. I do feel if she met someone, her perception could change. And I'm hoping. Yeah, but, yeah. um But, yeah. So I didn't grow up with any pressure, any thought about...
0: My, like, never. That would, ne- would never... My fun? Thing. Would you have one? Would you... Did you ever think about getting married or had you sort of just accepted or inherited the fact um, that marriage isn't important I anymore? I
1: thought about it and had I, and if I was with a person who it was really important to, mm. I would do it. Like I wouldn't, whatever. But both of us are very aligned on like partnership and mm. that connection. Yep, kids, mm. 1000%. But the formality of marriage is just not very, we don't need think that that's that important to us. Interesting, yeah. But that's definitely 100% coloured through my mum's experiences and what she said and equally my dad as well he wasn't hot on marriage like he says mm. on again not um helpfully <laughs> that he only got married because my mum sort of was like "When he's to get married now That's because a bit like my... she wanted yeah he yeah. wouldn't have done it. he's Literally. from a background where it was again he could not have not he could have not and it would have been alright yeah, do you yeah, know yeah, what 100%. I'm saying it wouldn't have been so because she wanted to he's like alright he like you know That's so gave not, in
0: that's so no but that's real because like, that's probably the biggest mistake, is trying to make someone get married to that's me. That's it. And for them to sort of go, yeah, yeah, I want to get married, but you can see, like, they're only doing it for you. Yeah. And I respect when people do it, mm. for someone else, when they know, like, okay, that's my person. Mm. But I felt like I put a lot of pressure on him yeah. to get married, because Islamically, I want a blessing. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to do things correctly. Mm-hmm. I'm not having no children at a wedlock. Yep. That's and just, at at yeah. That's just and, my... And, and that's what I believed in wholeheartedly, but had I been more educated... About life, life, real life experience. I would have just called it a day and not felt obligated to marry this guy.
1: Yeah, it's like I was speaking to my mum right now. What could have made you more educated? Because this life experience, it's not like you can learn that in a book, do you know what I mean?
0: I don't think, I think I had to go through it. Right. I don't think there's anything like, there's no regrets in anything mm. I did. But I felt like when you pressure someone into something... And it's not, like, pressure. In my head, I didn't feel like it was pressure. But now, looking at it, mm. this guy, like, he just genuinely doesn't have any interest in a lot of things. Like, he's Muslim, but you wouldn't think he is. Was he, he born he's, Muslim? or did no, he No, he, he he reverted to Islam because he grew up in Brixton area. Okay. There's a lot of Muslims out yep. there. He stopped going to church from young. So that's another thing. He tries to win me over and go, mm. you know, I'm about to do my Shahada. Da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, all right, cool. But, like, don't do it for me. You have to do it for yourself. And I was pushing that. And I even like left him for a while for him to do And he randomly messaged me like a few months later going, just done my shahada. And I'm like, whoa, okay, cool. This is actually action following from what but you said. But <laughs> his character is a person who has no real desire to grow or learn. That's, yeah so then you're you're muslim like a lot of people who are any like any religion title sometimes they just have a title but they don't have the real desire to yeah. grow yeah yeah yeah. So it's, that comes from like a an interest in faith and spirituality and connection and all that kind of stuff But i just don't think he has much interest in general things and it's not yeah. just it's not to disrespect him at all mm. but he had no real desire to push himself career-wise he had mm. no desire he's a very complacent human being right so for me, so I tried to elevate him career-wise, everything, and I just felt like he's resisting all the time. Mm. So then I realised, oh, what am I doing here? <laughs> like, that's one of the things of how we're serving each other. Um, okay, so we've spoken a bit about how it started. Now, I'm very
1: intrigued as to how it went down with the family. Uh. Because as I said you're i would say would you say north african arabic north african yeah. and i'm assuming that your family do they identify as black when they no. came here no. no fine so he's obviously openly black you can't really hide it
0: do you know what's so interesting sorry yeah <laughs> they were like when they met him they're like no like he's brown like they take literally yeah stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah and the colorism like my mom's from Sudan, mm-hmm. so her dad was the same color as my ex-husband mm-hmm. so it's not as if like this is alien to, No, yeah. but it's just like, they, it was interesting, like to them, it was just, he was just a foreign person to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so <laughs> they were anti any other race besides pretty much Egyptian, maybe Sudanese. Fine. If he was Asian, it would have been an issue. Mm. It would have been, and it's not because they don't like any cultures, it's because they don't know it. Yeah, definitely. And that's all it is, and I had to just really work on them. But there was a lot of like, you know, I was in Egypt and, which I haven't even told anyone before. Oh, wow. And, um, this is the podcast for <laughs> <it. laughs> And my mum and my auntie, like, literally cornered me and said, like, you're not going to get married to this guy. And mum's like, well, you're not going to come back to London. And I'm like, ah. I'm like, what kind of wow. Bollywood movie is this? Yeah. <laughs> like, And I remember, like, her just her mum was just, I think it was, like, her final straw mm. of what can she do. Bear in mind she hadn't met him. Mm. This was just the, the idea that's scaring them. Like, yeah. their daughters now, like, they went through the whole... 10 chapters of my life mm. of like assumptions and negative assumptions and they just built up this this level of like fear mm-hmm. and then I was just like I'm how am I in Egypt crying like in a corner of the room just going like my parents are really doing this to me but it was just my mum thinking I need to save my daughter yeah. from doing something but mm. they would never let me they'll never force me to marry anyone they'll never force me to stay in Egypt but they were just like what can I say to talk around this? Mm. Can but I ask, though? You said your dad is Egyptian and your mum's Sudanese. That's yeah. a mix. It's different. Okay. <laughs> <Solved. laughs> so <Also> It's <laughs> different. But e- and also, like, there's a politics, like, Egypt and Sudan are one country, they got split, and then Sudan got split into South Sudan, North Sudan. Like, there's a lot of history, but they kind of all overlap. So there's a lot of Egyptians living in Sudan, and Sudan living fine. in Egypt. Okay, so fine, fine, fine. They were, like... Oh, one of vibes? Um okay. Had
1: your previous partner come through very culturally how they recognise, maybe, I don't want to say he spoke a language that was similar to theirs or their language, but, you know, in just his whole mannerisms and behaviour, had he come across like that, do you think that would have made a big difference?
0: Just by him being Egyptian, mm. whether his manners a certain right. way, whether yeah. he prays, whether he does the thing is, he's very well-spoken, yeah. he's very polite, he's very mm. family-oriented as far as looking after mums and stuff. Mm-hmm. So when they met him, they fell in love with him the okay. same day they met him. Wow. Don't get it twisted, like, okay, fine. this is all just a build-up of fear okay, cool. prior to. So it fine. took a good couple of years mm. to get them on board, <laughs> and mm. then they agreed to meet him, and I'm like, I need to leave this room real quick. So... That is a commitment that he's made to you as well. Well, uh-oh. Well, sis, <laughs> next red flag. He cheated. Oh. <laughs> and he was like, well, we're not having to worry. This but is it. But the yeah, thing is... That's how they always want to justify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, but I'll be honest,
1: this is, again, a similar with my parents, it's a difference in culture. And yes. I said this to my mum... At the time, I wasn't born, so I couldn't say it then. But I say now, (laughs) on reflection, because she did exactly the same. My dad was absolutely brought up in a completely different way to her. She wasn't allowed to even look at men or Mm. he was allowed to bring Jan to the yard, stay over, stuff like that.
0: Completely different. Completely.
1: And I said to her, there's nothing about this man, even now or back then, definitely,
0: Mm. you would look and be like, hobby material, Mm. nothing. There's nothing showing you. But I think a lot of us, a lot of women do this, and we're very naive. We just always see like a small potential in them, yeah. and we're just like, do you know what? They got the potential to be incredible, and he did. Yeah. To this day, he looks after his mum beautifully. Mm. Like she's bedridden, and he does everything for her. Mm. So I've seen him be very selfless. But I had I had this very warped idea, which I've been schooled and humbled so nicely. <laughs> how someone treats their parent is not, not how a they're going to treat. No. Nah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Okay. No, nah.
0: so I think for me, I'm just like, oh, but maybe you know,
1: maybe no.
0: So he cheated <laughs> for a while and yeah. I found out because he didn't want Facebook. And I'm like, this is suspects, isn't it? Why do you oh not want Facebook? God. This is back on Facebook. Yeah, a thing, isn't it? Yeah. And then I was just like, look, we're going to make Facebook because we're going to be getting engaged soon. Oh my God. The same day I make Facebook, someone got slides. And I'm just like, okay, she thinks I'm him. Keep rolling with this. And then it all just pours out and pours out and pours out. And I'm just like, ah. And then I still went ahead and got married to him. Here's my warped mm. red flag again. Listen. Now he's getting Call sex, me it will stupid. Be... No, not even that. It was, we weren't married. Yeah. So there's no it's real blessing. Cheating. Oh, okay. Fine. God weren't blessing me or him. Fine. So why am I here thinking, oh my God, he cheated? Because well, the Western society told me mm-hmm. that this is a relationship. But the reality is, yeah, if he didn't respect you enough to not want to hold it down before mm-hmm. marriage, or, or be honest about, I can't really like wait till marriage. Mm-hmm. And actually instead live a double life with another woman. Who thought she was in love with you Oh my god And you kind of made two people Anyway, point is How old were you at that time? I was 21 Impressionable, so young Listen, I was a a junior at the time I was big, Mm. no, but yeah, you're right but at the time, I was like, this is it. I already opened the dialogue with my parents. I'm getting married now. Yeah, I'm no, no. Now, now you have no option, definitely. That's it, <laughs> You've already gone through this stress. of. I've been through it. fights. Oh I've been through God. arguments. I've been through, like, family winning them on boards. And that's why it's even
1: more mad. And, like, again, similar with my dad, where mm. he is not brought up in the same way. So mm-hmm. he, therefore, doesn't understand the sacrifices my mum's made to be with you. And you can't even respect. Like, mm. you can't even... No. But again you vantage. can't blame them because they're from a different world. And but, by them but, I mean anyone who's brought up differently.
0: Brought up differently, but then at the end of the day, if you used to see his mum and see like one of his sisters, like very, very, very respectful, very old school, very whatever, mm. his mum was married and it's not as if she was encouraging him to just bring up kids from different people. Fair like enough. she yeah. she had those foundations, but boys will be boys regardless of the culture. But I think, you know, now understanding growing up without a parent, like a a real male role model, Mm. no, he had sisters, he had Mm. three strong women around him, Mm. his two sisters and mum. So all he saw was that energy. Mm. So he, no one really sat with him, I guess, and taught him about, you know, manhood, about what it means to to be a father, to be a, a husband. Responsibility that's it, how Mm. to honour your people, like Mm. all those things, he Mm. probably wasn't taught, so for me it's like, I thought my dad would be a good example, a friend's husband, you can't change people. Mm. (laughs) So yes, I I got married to him, knowing that had happened, but you know, he's a changed Did you do work on resolving your pain and and anger and resentment towards him for the cheating? No, and Mm. and I'll say this freely, to anyone who's been cheated on, for you to say, I'll get over it, you Mm. can forgive someone, Mm. but genuinely, I don't think you can be with the person again. Very wholeheartedly, strong. very strong, and I say that with chess because you can he can be a changed person or she assumes she cheated, mm-hmm. and no matter how much they're changed, it takes one little moment of insecurity mm-hmm. for that, that situation to pour out. Mm-hmm. And the minute that takes over, your relationship's taken 10 steps back. Mm-hmm. The person's a changed person, they've proven themselves, but you're still insecure. Mm-hmm. No matter how much they've assured you, you can't undo what you know, yeah. And that, that if you're very you're prideful if you're very like big on respect big on loyalty that will forever linger in your brain so for me i understand truly i can heal but i can never take you back but it's just i think he just wasn't i don't think he'll ever be ready for like taking any step or responsibility and growth but to this day he'll just be like anything that he does wrong he's like but why did i do it rather than accountability do you think marriage is this is the right step for everybody I think it's a healthy set for everybody but they've got to be ready for it.
1: Yeah, and don't you think that sometimes some people will just never be ready?
0: Yeah. Then don't put someone through it. Agree. That's I definitely agree. But there's a lot of people who they want this person who's not ready. Mm. And they can't not get married, mm-hmm. <laughs> i.e. me. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get married. Yeah. Whether you Despite like it or not. Despite you lot. not being ready. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> or, or saying you're ready, but I can see you're not. Okay. But I'm
1: just ignoring all the red flags. So what do you say to women in that situation, of which there are millions? Let's
0: not pretend. Just don't do it. Just, like, literally don't do it. Like, I genuinely was reading a meme that I posted a few years ago. It came up in my history, and it says like my last relationship taught me that I should never have to beg for someone's love and mm-hmm. respect. Mm-hmm. And as women, a lot of women were constantly trying to teach our men how to love us mm-hmm. and respect us and how mm-hmm. to treat us and how to just talk to us. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about that traditional old school women who actually understand what love is, not women who are fixated on what do you bring to the table kind of energy. Like I'm talking about sincere, reciprocate energy Mm. and it's like half of the time it's not reciprocate but we're trying to still teach people who don't want to be taught no and they're not going to learn from you Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you're the last person as as naturally as men like their defense mechanism if you try and tell them about themselves or teach them you're trying to change them that's how they see it so they'll Mm -hmm. resist and they'll fight that change and i'm sorry well you're only preventing your own growth but cool do what you want to do I just think it's way too much hike to go for it.
1: I totally agree, and I have had many friends who I've unfortunately gone down the road of pushing and enforcing certain things on a person who clearly isn't interested. But then I'm always conscious of speaking from the position I'm in, mean, similar to what I said on your episode on your podcast, where I know I'm okay to say this because I'm secure in my relationship, and I know I wouldn't take that, I wouldn't this, I wouldn't that, but
0: I have that relationship to to come back to. Can I say You're in a very Privileged position to This be is in. what I mean exactly. like, Extremely privileged For you to have Found your partner How old were you When you met 21 And for you guys Obviously you've still Got a long way to go Like mm. I'm a lot older Than you But For you to have Someone who's Honouring you mm. You know For all you know Like We never know percent oh, <laughs> But I, we will give him The benefit of the doubt Yeah um, <laughs> I see you um, But like for you to have someone who's been raised in a certain manner or has chosen to shape themselves in a certain manner, mm-hmm. despite what society's taught, told mm-hmm. them to be and think and, you know, breathe. I think that's that's a very special place to be in, to meet someone who's remotely on your level, who understands and values and respects you. And you uh, can also be vulnerable and respect them. Mm. Sadly, it's extremely hard to find Like now where I'm at in love. And I don't want to obviously fast forward. When I look back at my younger self and I'm like, you were deprived of everything. Mm, mm. Like, you were suffering, but you just were like holding on to the concepts. Mm-hmm. For what? Yeah. Like, it served me absolutely nothing. The only reason I don't regret it. I've got a beautiful son. An incredible son. Yeah, and that is what we're coming on to next. You're making my job so easy.
1: You're really making my job so easy. (laughs) So, okay, we've got the background. We know, obviously, how it started. I think so many women will relate exactly to what you're saying because that's the bit that people don't understand. Like, my partner, for example, he's not brought up in a culture like ours, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't have a... He's definitely what you said, if he's chosen to be this way, and he he knows what he wants, and he knows that this is the kind of life he wants, and blah, blah, blah. So for him, in a way, I feel like that makes it almost easier, because he he, he can't turn to anyone and say, or oh, blame anyone for mm-hmm. how he thinks about certain things, because it's been 100% his choice. He's not been pushed in that direction whatsoever. So I think it's hard because he wouldn't understand and struggles to understand when I have friends, for example, who are still completely beholden to their cultural expectations of them. Like my best friend, and she will not be able to move out until she's at least engaged. Mm. And she's my age. And for me, I feel like if she was to start a relationship with someone, a massive part of being able to know if you can go to marriage, because again, that's unquestionable. She has to get married as well. Like mm. She's not going to be able to just be with this person. How are you going to know if you can be married unless you can live with them? And then how do you get to that point? And and if he's not ready to to marry you like a year in, which is what she would expect, really, Mm. where do we do? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know what the solution here is for So
0: you say so basically you feel like they should live together before they get married.
1: Not just that, loads of things. Uh, there should definitely be more, f- I think, freedom around being able to be... It's hard because you're caught. Like, you're very, in a way, dependent on your family and your culture because that's all you've ever known. Mm. And that's what exactly what you have in your head. But at the same time, we're going into a world which is very different that you need to be able to navigate mm. and able to move. So yeah. how do you do that without making... You know, pushing on a marriage or enforcing something mm. that you don't want. And you know you're under time pressure. Do you know what I mean? So
0: I personally feel... I understand it. Like, I don't reject... like. My, my parents trying to do what they asked me to do, their restrictions they've given me, I understand it all. As a kid, when you don't get, when you're not given much explanation, you are you don't like what your your situation you're in, right? Mm. So then you want to get married for the sake of whatever. But for me, I understood the values of marriage because I saw my parents, I understood why I shouldn't live with someone. I understood that no matter how much, like even when you get married, living with someone, then getting married, also sometimes changes the dynamics yeah. anyway. Yeah. It's different pressures. But for me, it's like, hanging out with the person, being in their family environment, being in my family environment allows me to see who this person is. And yeah, you're right, until I share a bed with this person and where there's so many different circumstances and life experiences for you to experience in order to see whether you're really compatible with that person. But you can't wait for all these things to happen. So Mm -hmm. I think the most you can do if you're both godly like same faith and you know this is important because marriage to me isn't a cultural thing, it's a faith thing. Mm. So for me, I understand the beauty of marriage from a from a faith Value mm-hmm. perception. So, for me, with my husband, <laughs> number two, I didn't have any desire to want to live with him beforehand. I had no desire to do anything before I met, before we got married. And it's because I understand, and you know, we're both at a point of wisdom where it's like we're praying on it. Mm. And if we continue to pray on it and everything's slotting into place, the family are meeting, the children are loving each other, why am I facing or why am I putting society or allowing society to dictate? The narrative for me. Mm. Why must I be engaged first? Why must I have lived with him, travelled with him, done this with him in order for me to know if I'm compatible? Sometimes we just have to literally leave it in in God's hand, not in a naive way, but in a, we've done spoken about this, I understand your values, you understand my values, you Mm. understand how I work, vice versa, and we want to honour each other. Mm -hmm. We've got to take a risk because I'd rather be married to you. I'd rather be divorced five times, not that I intend to get divorced ever again, than to be (laughs) in a relationship and had my heart broken five times to people mm. who never really valued me. Okay. I think that is very clear to make the distinction on
1: leaving it in God's hands because the first time you left it in God's hands, but you didn't have the knowledge context and everything you had now. This time you left it in God's hands, but with all of that like information. hundred percent. So there's levels to leaving it in God's
0: hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then also there's a 21 year old girl who is more, connected to faith and the old culture and they're not feeling the pressure of culture but actually understanding the faith and they can they can allow that to dictate I think what dictated for me was the pressing need to get married without the wisdom and understanding of everything else I just knew my parents had a successful marriage and it looks beautiful and I would like something like that mm-hmm. but it just never was reciprocated as man mm. but yeah I just feel like if you go in with the best of intentions, it's better than just moving. When people say, oh, yeah, let's just see how things go. Like, I'll never date someone who just goes, hey, let's just see how things go. You're either intentional or not. I'm not saying I'm going to marry you tomorrow. Yeah. He might not even be my husband. Mm. But if you come and say to me, Hebs, I'm i i am in a position in life where I want to settle down. Mm. It doesn't mean me and you are going to settle down. It just means we're going to handle the situation correctly. Yeah. And not just as, a, as an option.
1: Yeah. I see that all the time now with my friends or people I know who are single. And they are in this horrible, in my opinion, purgatory place where it's allowed now for men to not commit at all. And they have to now act like that's okay for them. And I'm just like, okay, so is your boyfriend? No, no, no. We're just seeing each other, but blah, blah blah. I was like, yeah, but would you still chat to someone else? Yeah, if I could. Blah, blah. So I don't understand then, because then you're gonna come to me upset. This is literally what happened the other day. Mm-hmm. My friend came to me heartbroken over something that happened with her, the guy that she's, I don't know, seen or whatever. But you have said from the get go that you're just seeing where it goes. We're lying. To There's me. too much vague. Do <laughs> you know restrictions
0: like, here? What's going on? Have you seen? It's been a meme for years. Stop giving people. Husband and wife statuses and privileges when they're not even treating you as a girl or or man. Mm. Like why are we doing this? Why are we committing to people? Why are we giving energy to people? Investing in people going holiday or people who aren't even taking you seriously or mm. even treating you as a number one.
1: I think a lot of people. Again, I think of my mum, for example. She said that she thought with my dad mm. that actually deep down, or mm. when it when we got married or when whatever, because she'd only ever seen examples of men who culturally again there's this mm. thing where okay you might be bad you might be this you might be that but when it comes to it I'm looking after my family I'm showing up every I'm providing I'm doing this and I'm doing that so she just thought okay yeah he might be pissing about and he might not be this but when it comes to it he's gonna show up for me he's gonna this he's gonna that so she, and you, she
0: fell into that concept of it so she believed in
1: that exactly mm. and i think i don't know how to say it in any other way but you have to believe what a man is showing you oh
0: yeah yeah, yeah. if
1: he's showing you absolutely no signs of settling down or being interested or, or treating you as you expect to be treated that's where it's going there's, yeah. there's there's no other way around that and anything you do beyond that point is because of you in that moment as in if you've men, if you've managed to make him Treat you a certain way if you've managed to make him, you know, get a job or whatever it might be. That's because you've done that for him. Yeah. So if you stop putting that one hundred and ten effort in, he's not going to carry that on on his own.
0: One hundred percent. People don't understand that. Right. I think I think that, but that's that's just a rookie move that we do, and I, I can't even stress it enough. It's literally, we always feel we can try and enhance a man, like not change him. I have no desire. Like the foundations are there, but you need to involve. Mm. the evolution of a human being is real like who I've evolved into is constantly changing till like yesterday <laughs> do you mm. know what I mean till this morning but then some people don't want to change they don't want to grow but you're just going well maybe I can maybe I'll be the one and that's what I felt like mm. oh well I'm his first real girlfriend mm. you know I'm gonna be the one yeah. like you know I've man- I've managed to secure that he's this hot guy that everyone wants literally but my thought process is all warped. and there's loads of women who are just like, Yeah, I'm gonna make him stop doing this and I'm gonna change his ways and he's gonna do And that's just like, nah boo. If he wants to change, just allow him to change in his own time. And that's why anyone I meet, I'm so raw. When I became single, I was so raw and direct of my Mm. requirements. Mm. And there's and if they go, Well I'm thinking about maybe stopping drinking, I'm like peace. Yeah. I'm like I'm not here to find out. I'm not gonna press you to stop drinking. Mm. I'm not trying to say you're less of a person but these are my criteria of mm. non-negotiables mm. and I'm not I'm not doing the potential mm. and I think a lot of women and men need with chess to stop compromising on their values because they're compromising on their worth and they're compromising on their spirit and I just think it's, it's just unfair for you there's a difference the
1: between compromising on values and compromising on expectations I think mm-hmm. and I think that you having no room for what you don't want now is 1000% understandable. I would definitely. However, at the time where you haven't had experiences and you don't have any room, it's hard because if you, you would probably say now, I don't know, I'm going to ask you mm. if you were at the time at 19 and you were non compromising and this guy wouldn't have made the cut if you're non-compromising, let's be honest, because you wouldn't have compromised on the fact that he's not moving how he should be moving. He's not getting things going. He's not committing to you 100%. The che- like, mate, there's loads of things you'd have been like, bye, boy, bye, bye. But had you had you done that, you wouldn't know anything you know now
0: it's sad yeah It's sad so to unfortunately know.
1: It's life. Life is you have to i think Experience. initially yeah it's so sad and i think that's again a big block because a lot of women in these situations mm. they are not because even now as well there's the, there's the one side which is like the, there are a lot of i in my opinion lost a whole generation of Mm. lost people who don't really know, you know. But then the other side are women who are hyper, I don't have to cope with this or accept this. I haven't had experience of a a relationship, Mm. but all I've seen has been, awful turmoil mm. so yeah i'm not accepting this i'm not accepting that and i will say like do you not think that's a bit much like you're expecting him to x y and z and you're this and you're that so it's a fine line between values and God. But i
0: think i think it's 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 about understanding what those expectations are if it's oh i expect my husband to buy me like five thousand pounds worth of stuff every single month and like you don't really care about this guy's well-being you don't yeah. care whether he can afford it or not you don't care how it's going to affect him if he's not able to provide that you're not even thinking about his character, his ambitions, his values, his faith, his spirit, whatever it is. But for me, what I'll say is that I feel kind of honoured to to like, to an extent is that I was married to him very young. Not very young, but we were together for. He was my, my main boyfriend mm. and then husband. Mm. Then I was single for a while, but I was healing and just getting to know people. But I felt like I didn't put myself through so many different examples mm-hmm. To then destroy this opportunity that I'm mm-hmm. in now, mm-hmm. so I feel like yeah, you have to experience life, but it's how much experience are we putting ourselves, what are we exposing ourselves yep. to. So having one or two relationships that you're learning from, or mm-hmm. even experiences around you, like my younger sister didn't go in, she wasn't, she didn't have boyfriends, mm-hmm. but she's now married. Mm-hmm. But she saw how I I had mm-hmm. what I had. She saw what her friends went through, and she was just like, yeah, I kind of know what I don't want. Mm-hmm. But her values were and her expectations were very sensible. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? She wasn't like very entitled. I think the issue is when we're very entitled, you really need to think about what you're bringing to the table as well. Totally
1: agree, and I think that that's so so true because even before your first relationship, you hadn't really clouded your brain with much other experience. Like you said, it was very PG everything that happened, and that isn't just from a sexual perspective, but that's also from like an emotional, uh, raw perspective as yeah, well. Yeah. If you're not getting that close with a person, you're not going to be hurt by them. No. Simple as that. Mm. So. I think that then, because I've I'm very similar in that way where I have had all the experience I need. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And when I met my current boyfriend, I was just like, I wasn't even ready. Not I wasn't ready for a relationship, but I wasn't thinking this is gonna be whatever. Doesn't mean I'm gonna change how I'm gonna be. Obviously, mm. it turned out to be, you know, Magical. life partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time at the time, I wasn't thinking, and at that point I'd had such raw experience, but in comparison to everyone I know, such little experience. Even though it was raw, it was it a was little raw enough for you. This is it. And the reason it was raw enough for me was because everything I truly went through. I didn't just after one experience just be like, "Yeah, this is too too much now. I need to just go in and Mm. like get distracted through another relationship or another whatever." Mm, mm, mm. I'm gonna sit with this and boy, like feel it, kind of thing. And that's the thing. If you only if you go through with your eyes open, everything you're going through, then you don't need much experiences to show you what you need. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think that's the thing. And I spoke about it briefly on your podcast, but there's a disconnection now now that there's everything so readily readily available i feel that people are like all right cool yeah you shoot me a certain way yeah cool i'm done with it's that so of, exactly because
0: instant it's like literally social media everything's so instant like i can have 20 dms in one day mm-hmm. you think you have options mm-hmm. but you don't have options who are these 20 options but like it's nothing so i think for me it's understanding stop lying to yourself think about what you truly truly deserve what your body deserves what your soul deserves what everything that your mind needs, your heart needs, and stop trying to put on a front and acting like you don't need this, I mean, you need this. Instead. Because when you start fixating on things that will become irrelevant with time, so if you fixate on what social media is trying to tell you, mm-hmm. the values that they're pushing on you, mm-hmm. whether it's hyper romantic love. Because romance, love is a fluctuating feeling. If you hold steady onto that feeling, you'll be crushed. If you think about finance, financially, he's got a wine and dime for the rest of my life. If you give real expectations of, I need you to keep dating me for the rest of my life, then that's beautiful. I need, like, you know, for us to have, Effort. Like, that's it. Because the minute you... I've seen people get married for financial, like, benefits from a young age, and they're, like, their soul wasn't served. Mm. And as they grew older... They were like, okay, my priorities have shifted. Mm. I actually need more than just money. Mm-hmm. I need more than these bags. And they felt alone in a relationship. They felt disrespected. They felt manipulated. They felt like, okay, cool. So <laughs> now that the mind doesn't serve me, and I have to look at this person and lay next to them. Do I really love this person? Mm-hmm. What they bring to the table, do they do do they truly respect me? Or they just buy me with love. So it's like it's really important to understand what your soul truly needs. And you can see that if you have a healthy relationship around you, your parents, whether it's your siblings have been married and just knowing what kind of energy that you truly love within your friends, the character characteristics within your friends, because your partner is going to be your friend. Mm-hmm. So it's just like understanding what makes you happy, you know, like someone who's a foodie, like small things like that, that just sort of makes the experience so much more pleasurable mm. beyond what can you bring to the table.
1: Yeah, I agree. Okay. Well, we're going to round up this episode there on a very natural end. (laughs) And next episode, we're going to be touching or delving into actually your journey to motherhood and how that started and, you know, the dual cultures that you were raising or did raise Khalil with and continue to. And we're also going to probably start the journey of the second marriage in the second episode. I know, it's going to be a lot. But thank you so much for First Step. I'm so excited for the next one. And thank you so much to everybody who's listening, following, subscribing and engaging. It really, really, really means a lot. Please share this episode, this podcast, this series with anybody you think will enjoy. And I will see you on the next one. Bye.